We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Go, you Redbirds! Go, you Redbirds! On the battle, fight for ISU! Welcome to In the Nest, the Illinois State Athletics podcast. Now, here's the voice of the Redbirds, John Fitzgerald. Hi again and welcome in. Glad you could join us for another edition of In the Nest, the official podcast of Illinois State Redbird Athletics from Learfield. My name is John Fitzgerald and over the next 30 minutes or thereabouts we will catch you up on all the latest Redbird news as well as talk a little Redbird women's golf as the reigning Valley Coach of the Year Brianne Hall and the reigning Missouri Valley Conference Golfer of the Year Ali Schrock stop by. But first, Let's get you caught up on all the latest action in Redbird Athletics this week. As Brock Spack and the Illinois State football team made it two straight on Saturday night with a convincing 35-7 win over Eastern Illinois in the 110th edition of the Mid-America Classic at Hancock Stadium. The Redbird defense flexed its muscles all night long, picking off three Panther passes and route to forcing a season-high five turnovers. ISU recorded four sacks in the night and picked up a season-best 11 tackles for a loss. Senior linebacker Zeke Vandenberg had yet another outstanding night. Vandenberg registered a team-high eight tackles, three of which were for a loss, a pass breakup, a fumble recovery, and his team-leading fifth sack of the campaign. On Sunday, Vandenberg was named the Missouri Valley Football Conference Defensive Player of the Week for the second consecutive week. Offensively, quarterback Zach Anikstead accounted for three scores, including a pair of touchdown passes as the Minnesota transfer completed 19 of 33 passes for 212 yards. Anikstead was named the Valley's Newcomer of the Week as the Birds picked up their fifth consecutive win over Eastern Illinois, keeping the Mid-America Classic Trophy in the Twin Cities. ISU is now 2-1. After an off week, the Birds will close out their three-game homestand Saturday night, October 1st, 
against SIU. Kickoff set for 6.30 inside Hancock Stadium. Allie Matters and the Redbird volleyball team embarked on its most challenging road trip of the young campaign last weekend in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The Birds opened their two-match weekend on Saturday morning, pulling the upset over 25th-ranked Illinois. Sarah Kushner had 15 kills and 11 digs to lead the way for the Redbirds. Birds then closed out the weekend on Sunday afternoon, dropping a 3-0 decision to 19th-ranked Marquette. ISU is now 7-4 overall and winners of 5 of their last seven matches. Birds Open Valley played this weekend, beginning with a Friday night tilt at Evansville, before battling Indiana State on Sunday in Terre Haute. Marissa Kresge and the ISU soccer team saw their two-game winning streak come to an end on Sunday, as the Birds dropped a 2-0 decision at UIC on Sunday afternoon in the Valley opener for both ball clubs. Birds will return to Adelaide Street Field this Thursday night when ISU takes on Northern Iowa at 6 o'clock. And finally, the men's and women's cross-country teams hosted the Redbird Invite last Friday night at the Wybring Golf Club. Both teams finished in third place on the evening. Senior Caroline Myers paced the birds on the women's side, finishing in sixth place overall with a time of 21.52.3 in the women's 6K race. While junior Baptiste Tardivu Posted a fifth-place finish on the men's side overall. He completed the 8K race with a time of 24.47.1. That's a quick look at some of the latest headlines this week in Redbird Athletics. When we come back, our conversation with Illinois State head women's golf coach, Brianne Hall, and the reigning Missouri Valley Conference Golfer of the Year, Allie Schrock. Stay with us as In the Nest continues right after this timeout. Head coach Brock Spack and the Illinois State football team are ready to roll this fall, and we want you to be a part of the action. Starting at just $50, season tickets are now on sale. Come out and support this season and lock your seats in for all six home contests. To purchase and for all other ticket questions, contact the ISU Athletics Ticket Office at 309-438-8000. That's 309-438-8000. Welcome back to In the Nest as we talk a little Redbird women's golf this week. We're joined by the reigning Valley Coach of the Year, Brianne Hall, and the reigning Missouri Valley Conference Golfer of the Year, Allie Schrock. Thank you both so much for stopping by. And Coach, your club coming off the Redbird Invitational last weekend here at the Wybring Golf Club. It's early on in the campaign, obviously the fall campaign, but how do you feel about the club so far? Uh, you know, it's always nice to host your first tournament of the year. Uh, keep your student athletes uh, in in their dorms or in their apartments, so they're staying in their beds. We're not traveling, um, and it's always a little bit of a bonus to be on your home course. I mean, you know the course better than anyone else. Um, so I like to open the fall season uh, with our home tournament. Uh, but having said that, it does put a little extra pressure on us because we should know the golf course better. Um, and so I thought the first day, the 36 hole day. We just looked a little flat. We really didn't get any momentum going, just couldn't seem to, to get any putts to drop. Uh, and so, unfortunately, that, that, that first day, um, you know, wasn't pleased with our performance, uh, but we really bounced back the next day. They showed a lot of grit. Uh, the weather wasn't great both days. Uh, something about a Redbird Invitational, we just don't seem to catch good weather fall or spring. Doesn't matter when we're hosting. Uh, but, you know, they showed up with a really good attitude the second day. They came out with a lot of energy. 
Uh, we made some birdies early on, and, and we were only one of two teams to, to shoot uh, under 300 that second day. So I uh, saw a lot of positives from that and just looking forward to that momentum carrying into our next event, which is at the University of Missouri. And for those who don't know, the season is kind of spread out over the fall and the spring with the vast majority in the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament Championship taking place in the spring. Do you use the fall a little bit of still uh, get to know me as far as who exactly is on your team and how they perform kind of under pressure? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the fall is just kind of us getting some tournaments. We play four tournaments in the fall, uh, seven in the spring. So the fall for me is kind of figuring out who is going to be in that lineup. Um, because for us, unfortunately, in, in the Midwest, um, you know, kind of how you play in the fall determines our spring lineup for the first few tournaments. Um, uh, we're not able to get out and qualify in February, you know, so uh, we use this time and, and I use this time as a coach to kind of figure out who's going to be in that lineup. You bring up the fact that obviously in the spring, there's a lot of travel that takes place early on in the February and March due to the weather. And unfortunately, the Midwest climate, your facilities here play a huge role in the development of your team to be ready for the spring season, though, and as well as year round. But it also puts a big impetus on taking care of things in the classroom. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're blessed to have wonderful uh, facilities here. Uh, so we do have a couple indoor simulators that they can use. Uh, we have an indoor putting room. Um, but then we do get out and we travel early on, uh, so that way we are getting to see grass and getting out and, and spending some time in the warmer climates. Uh, not a bad travel schedule for the spring, can't complain. Um, so, you know, we, we are blessed to have those facilities here to keep them fresh and keep them sharp on their game. And Allie, you have really excelled in the classroom as well as on the course. Obviously, golfer of the year, you have numerous accolades heading into your senior year as far as academic all-conference performer as well. How has that balance been for you since you've been in the Redbird team? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's been definitely a learning opportunity for me since I got here as a freshman and now I've learned a lot on how to balance both dealing with the stuff on the course and trying to perform my best in the classroom as well. But definitely learning how to manage both and excelling in both has been definitely something I've learned to do over over my time here and accomplished pretty well I should say as well the I think for the average fan who might watch golf on weekends especially at the professional level doesn't probably understand the athletic discipline and the mental discipline it takes in the college game when you talk about 36 whole days and then coming back and shooting another round the following day this is very taxing on the student athletes and I would think in the fall getting used to that routine is highly important going into the spring isn't it yeah I mean I think more summer tournaments are going to a 36 day uh, 36 whole day format just to kind of prep them for college golf and I all my recruits I encourage them to enter those events because it's like you're saying it's it's mentally grueling it's physically grueling I mean you're at the golf course an hour early to warm up and then we're out on the course for 10 hours to get in the 36 holes. So you're looking at an 11-hour day uh, and then, you know, get, grabbing dinner and getting back to a hotel and trying to get some sleep and get up and do it all over again. So there's definitely that piece coming into it that I think uh, you try to tell recruits about and you try to prep them for that. But the best is just getting out and experiencing a 36-hole event. And I think that's a key piece, like you're saying, in the fall is kind of getting the freshmen um, uh, or the newcomers used to that format. And when student-athletes come back to campus after the summer, whether or not they're returners, the freshmen coming in, I would think it's going to take at least a couple of weeks to kind of ramp up both in the fall and the spring to get used to that rhythm again, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Just to get into the routine of having classes and when you have practice and workouts in the morning and just 
trying to juggle all those different things. It, t it takes the time. Even as a senior, I'm still trying to juggle things and figure out my schedule. But you, you learn how to, to manage that. And once you, a couple weeks in, we're, we're ready to go and we're hitting the ground running. Now, Ellie, this is the first year that you have the opportunity to play with your younger sister in the program as well, correct? Yes. How has that been? <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fun just seeing her grow as a person, as a player in the few short weeks she's been here. It's been a lot of fun, and I think I can say I can help her a little bit and kind of show her the way. So that's, I'm excited for the, this year and next year to play with her and see how, see how it goes. Now, was there any doubt at any point that she was going to be a Redbird? I don't think so. Absolutely. I think we had that one locked up. <laughs> now, this is your fifth year. You spent some time at the University of North Carolina Asheville, Coach, prior to making the move here. You're coming off a Valley Championship. Obviously, you're sitting across from the Missouri Valley Conference going for the year last year. You were named Coach of the Year. You've really built this program up over the last few years into, obviously, a championship caliber. But in doing so, this is a program that has an intense history of success in the Missouri Valley Conference. 14 conference titles, that's most of any school in the league. Yeah, and uh, you know, during the, the process, the interview process, I knew uh, the rich history that this uh, that the golf program had, and that was one of the things that attracted me to um, take this job. Um, the community feel that it has here, um, we love our supporters. They they really get behind us. Uh, but it was that piece of history of just kind of the years that would you know really were dominating in the MVC, um, and that was one of my goals is to get us back to that. I think golf, unlike some other team sports, and I think you could probably lump in some credit cross-country and track in this too, you have team titles and you want to create a culture within your team, a winning culture, and everybody pulling on the same rope to potentially win a title at the end of the spring season in your guys' case. But it's also an individual sport too. How do you really balance that dynamic within the team culture of everybody's got to go out and perform to the level they need to for us to be successful, but we all have to be at the same time very united? I think early on, and Allie can probably attest to this, is I talked to them very early on that while golf is seen as an individual sport, when you're here, it's a team atmosphere. Um, and we kind of have a saying on the team is, uh, is one, and that's only need everyone. Um, and so that was our motto going into the MVC championship. And I think you can really see from that championship when we needed everyone to, to pull that, that victory off. Um, and so... That's just something early on that we talk about with the mindset of that, you know, of course we want to do our best and we want to be, a, be our best as an individual, uh, but it's really that team camaraderie that we're, we're after. And I would think with most good cultures, that comes from the upperclassmen leadership as well and is passed down to the newer generation. Is that something that kind of worked its way down as you've been here over four years? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like just being here as a freshman, kind of learning how things work, because more in high school for me, it was more of an individual thing. And when I got here, it was like, now all of a sudden I'm on a team and everyone's good. And it was very different for me. But you, you kind of pick up on the cues from the upperclassmen and kind of learn how, hey, it's all it's about everyone here. we we got to come together as a team in order to do our best. So that was really kind of a neat thing I learned from being in college athletics. And I hope as one of the leaders on this team that I'm able to display that to the younger kids and that it's all about it's all about the team here and we gotta we gotta do this together we talked a bit about the facilities but this is a pretty neat city neighboring cities and campus community to recruit to and I would think that would open up a lot of doors throughout the midwest and all over 
Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, when I was coming to interview for the job, I just had that feel that it was uh, the community was behind the Redbirds. Um, and I loved I loved that feeling. And, and I think that we see that, too, at our home tournament. We really get our supporters out there to encourage us um, and cheer us on, even in bad weather. <laughs> we still have supporters out there, and we appreciate that. Um, so it's definitely a, a recruiting piece that is a huge uh, tool for us when we're, we're talking to potential recruits about this about this community. Now, sometimes coming out of high school, you might think you want to go a little bit further away. Allie, you're from just north in Pontiac, yep. as is your sister now, a member of this program. But what was the attraction for Illinois State back when you were making your decision? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm kind of a homebody, so I liked having the chance to be play golf and be close to home and to be able to go home when I when I want to. But also, just Coach Hall was here, and I, I loved her, and the facilities are fantastic. The Minear Training Center is amazing just to go out there whenever you want and hit so many different types of shots with the short game area and then the range is, it was really attractive and I, I love it. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Now, is Allie part of your first recruiting class here? Yes. You were, yeah. So your first recruiting class, you were able to convert into a Valley Championship <laughs> by junior year. That's that's a pretty good turn, return on investment, I would say. Yeah. In doing so last year, you came off the Valley title, went to the NCAA tournament in Stillwater, Oklahoma. As you have built this program over the last couple of years, was there something special that maybe even you noticed last fall saying, okay, I, th I think we've gotten to the point where we're turning the corner now? Yeah, I think for me it's – it's the growth that you see in each player. Um, and I had just seen more of a maturity in their game and in their decision-making process. And that's when I knew, you know, when we could uh, tucked pin water on the left and we could hit it middle of the green and make a smart decision, I thought, okay, we're on to something here. So um, I think just kind of watching uh, each player mature and grow, um, I knew we were gonna be a tough team going into the Valley Conference Championship. Now, during a tournament again for those for those who don't know as a coach you're able to follow golfers throughout the course during the week 
how much do you go back and look at performance on a whole-by-whole whole situation to say, if this situation were to come up again, this is what I would recommend you do? Well, it's funny that you bring that up because the conference championship was at Greenbrier Hills, and we had played a tournament there. Um, Southern Illinois had hosted a regular season tournament, and there was a hole in particular that, I mean, we just – we blew up. We, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Allie, the par three over the water. And, I mean, we just double and triple, and, and we were making huge numbers. And so that was one of our key emphasis going into the conference championship, that that, that hole was not going to cost us the championship. We were going to play that, that hole smart every single day, whether that meant just putting it in the center of the green all three days and two putting and walking on and, and that's exactly what we did and so I think that gives us an advantage too when you've seen the golf course to be able to then go back and say okay here's some holes we struggled with what can we do differently um, and we also do that after tournaments so if we've finished uh, the 36 hole day uh, you know I know they're tired I know they want to get some sleep but we will have short meetings and just kind of go over was there anything we could have done differently today did we have a game plan on a certain hole that maybe didn't work out the way we thought it was going to did the wind shift and the whole play differently? So we definitely are always analyzing things to see how can we get better. That is a really difficult dynamic, though, when you, especially like let's say the regional in Stillwater, Oklahoma, I don't believe you had played there last year. So now you've got a brand-new course and you get just a practice round prior to the start of the NCAA tournament. That's difficult to really figure out strengths and weaknesses, isn't it? Yeah, and that, that golf course was tough. Um, but, you know, it was our first time being at the NCAA Regionals. And, uh, you know, when we were on our flight back, it was – I think we learned a lot because we sat in the airport and we reflected on a lot of everything that we learned from that event. And it wasn't just about where did we finish on the leaderboard. It was what can we take away from this event and how can we get better so that way if we're in the situation next year – we're making smarter decisions. And so uh, it is tough to just get one practice round and then, uh, you know, you're playing in the regional tournament and it's a big stage to be on. Uh, but it's also everything is an opportunity for us to grow. And that's what that experience was for us. And Allie, as you've gone through your first few years on campus and seen this program grow, and then ultimately last year winning the Valley Championship and advancing to the NCAA tournament, how did you see the growth of this program, both individually on the course for your fellow players but also just mentally and maybe their focus and approach yeah absolutely I feel like we were very competitive even in qualifying like we were always going back and forth who who was the low round that day so we were always back and forth and even just seeing how we could talk through different things we were able to like we work with a mental performance coach to so we kind of the language of the team had changed and we talked about things in a different way and so just the perspective I think was we we believed we could do it, and we had we set our mind to it, and we, we put in the work to be able to get it done. And, Coach, you had talked about recruiting a little bit before we started taping here, but as you go forward recruiting, what is the goal? Where, where are your hot spots to bring in student-athletes? I mean, obviously, we're always looking here in the Midwest. Um, I think there's a lot of talent in the surrounding states and right here in, in Illinois. Um, and so we're, we're always looking um, at the stronger players in this area, uh, but also, you know, keeping our doors open, um, just really looking for players that we feel like have the right mindset for our program, um, share our same core values, um, and, and players that can elevate us to the next level. And you talk about the ability to develop because of the indoor center here, and you've seen that firsthand in your players since you've been here. That's got to be a huge part of the recruiting as well. It absolutely is. Uh, and 
when I came on the on property for um, the interview process and I got to see them on your training center, uh, I knew I wanted this job. Um, I didn't have a facility like that at UNC Asheville. Um, we had some great uh, private courses that we were able to play, but nothing to the level of that training center. Um, and so I knew if I could get the right players in here, um, that that facility would allow us to get better. Um, and it's just like Allie mentioned earlier, I mean, anything you want to work on in your game, you can do at that training center, whether it's uh, wedges, 100 yards and in, you want to hit some knockdown shots, you want to work on shot shaping. Um, there's, you know, the short game area's got the bunkers back there. So it's just really a place where it's their facility to do what they want with it. And if they want to put the work in and get better, then, then we see it on, on, in their scoring averages. And from a typical standpoint, both fall, you take a break over the holidays, I'm sure, to a certain extent, then the spring season. But during the summer, what is your workout routine like? What is what does your normal week look like? Yeah, I like to, I'm a big proponent of playing a lot of summer tournaments. So me and my sister will play at least a couple tournaments a summer and just the prepping for each one of those, um, just working out I I live so close to here so I'm able to come out and work out in the facilities here and then practicing every day and doing the little things and even just trying to work on my mental side of golf and listen to podcasts reading as much as I can so just it's the little things but just making sure I'm staying consistent with those throughout the summer so I'm ready to hit the ground running when we get here in the fall. Elliot mentioned that you guys work with a mental coach and that's a really important aspect in this sport not only for 18 to 22 year olds but for the fact that this can just be so demoralizing at times and one bad shot can ruin an entire weekend how, how big a difference have you seen from from using that yeah so we've been working with Ethan Miller for a couple years now and um, I think that's a huge contributor to when I'm talking about seeing my players grow um, I give him a ton of that credit. Um, he just is able to help us see things from a different perspective. Um, and before where we would let maybe one bad shot roll into another bad shot, and before we know it, we're, it's snowballing and we've had a couple bad holes, we're able to let those shots go faster. Um, and we kind of have a routine where we talk about where we flush it. So if it's one bad shot, okay, that, that's going to happen. We know we're not perfect. We know we're not going to play 54 holes of perfect golf in a, in a two-day tournament. Um, and so it's just recognizing uh, and being able to kind of flush those bad shots. And we talk about it as a team, like when that score goes in that box on that scorecard, that door is closed and we move on to the next hole. And so, um, you know, kind of what Allie had mentioned, he's really helping us shift our perspective to see things differently out on the golf course. And Allie, as you guys move forward throughout this fall and then into the spring, how do you feel about this being your senior year? And is there a possibility of repeating maybe in the Valley? Yeah, I'm definitely, it's weird to say that I'm a senior, but it's when the last couple of years I went really fast. But I, I'm just looking forward to another opportunity to, to grow as a player and to see this team grow and see see what we can do. I think we have a very talented team and to, to hopefully re repeat in the spring would be amazing. We're going to it, the work we have to do the work now to be able to be successful then so we're going to keep working and getting better and that's that's what we can do now what are your plans post-graduation i have no idea i'm going to take my fifth year here so i'll get to play another okay. year so then after that i'm, I'm really not sure what i what i'd love to keep playing if i can but just seeing what opportunities i have after the facts and so you'll get a second year with your sister i will yeah i'm i'm excited about that one COVID helped me that was one of the perks from COVID that helped me out and just to give me another year to 
to continue to develop and to see how what I can do with my game. Is your sister excited? I think she is. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think so, though. Now, as you move forward to this year from a coaching standpoint and a thought process standpoint, what things are you still looking to accomplish this fall moving into the spring? I mean, it's just every tournament we're trying to get better. Um, and just like every day, our practice focus is can we get 1% better? Um, so we look at our stats from the previous tournament. We look at our, our areas of strengths. Um, can we continue to build on those? And we look at our areas of improvement and how can we improve, even if it's just – you know, maybe from five feet and in, we made, you know, 70% of those. Can we get to 80% of those pots? So we're just always looking for ways to improve. And so I think for me, from a coaching perspective, um, how I mentioned the fall is just kind of figuring out who's in the lineup and just figuring out how can we grow and be as strong as we can for the spring, because that is when the conference championship is. And, um, you know, as much as we want to uh, talk about repeating, um, our main goal is to just you know, stick to the process and then the outcome will take care of itself. And it's a very tough conference. So repeating is not, is a lot easier said than done. Absolutely. Um, you know, Missouri state did not, uh, they, they have all their players returning. They didn't graduate anyone. So, uh, they'll be tough. And then obviously we've had some new additions to the Valley. Um, I know Belmont's a, a tough team, uh, Bradley's coming for us. They always are. They like to put up a good fight against us. So it's a good, uh, competitive, uh, conference and uh, yeah repeating's not easy but um, you know what we talk about is just sticking to the process and and we'll take care of everything else it seems the culture here not only on the course development but there really is an impetus on developing the entire person not only how they mature on the course as well but also off the course have you noticed that with your teammates throughout the years oh absolutely to just to, to see how they've you kind of even in the little things outside of the golf course, you see them being able to handle situations that they probably couldn't do as a freshman. So that's honestly a really cool part to see them grow on the golf course as well as off the golf course. And championships are nice, but being able to see that with your own eyes, especially off the course when they leave here and graduate and leave your program and go into business or whatever it is, to be able to remember where they were four or five years ago to where they are now, that's a special feeling as a coach, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what we're here for. We're here for our student athletes. Um, and so, you know, I know I've only been here for five years, uh, but, you know, when you hear back from former players and they thank you for everything that you did, that's, that's what it's all about. Uh, it's just like you're saying, really getting these student athletes to, to be the, their best on the golf course, but be their best off of the golf course. And uh, this group that I have, they're, they're pretty special. They, they definitely get it done in the classroom. So uh, I, they take the stress off of my plate in that <laughs> category. <laughs> and we talk about recruiting from a standpoint of, you know, where are the hot spots, where have you drawn from in the past. But when you, you can look at numbers of high school and amateur golfers who are of recruitable age and student athletes, how do you figure out the intangibles and what is most important to you that you would bring in? I think for me, I mean, you can see that the recruits are, are sending you their swing videos. You're seeing the scoring averages on paper. Uh, you're seeing their rankings on paper. For me, it's getting out to the tournaments and watching them play. Um, I, I like to see, and it, yes, I'm analyzing mechanics, but more important for me is I'm watching how they carry themselves on the golf course. Um, how is their body language, after, especially after a bad shot? Um, you know, we talk about it a lot as a team is that we want big body language and we want to be positive in all aspects. 
Um, one of our goals is that, you know, if, if Allie's having a bad day, someone two holes over can't tell she's having a bad day. Um, and so we really pride ourselves on, on keeping a good attitude no matter what. Um, so I think that's one of the key pieces I look for in recruiting is, is how are they interacting with their competitors? Uh, how are they interacting on the course? Um, and even as far as afterwards when they're talking to their parents, you know, what's the interaction like with their parents? So it's just, it's seeing those different factors that you, you can't see on paper. Um, and that's the important piece for me when I'm out recruiting. Allie, coach, thank you so much for your time today. Wish you guys all the best of luck, not only this fall, but this coming spring once again. That's Illinois State's head women's golf coach, Brianne Hall, and senior golfer, Allie Schrock. The Birds will next be in action next week when they go to Columbia, Missouri for the University of Missouri Johnny Imes Invitational. We'll take a break. Stay with us as In the Nest continues right after this timeout. The Illinois State Volleyball team is ready to roll this fall, and we want you to be a part of the action. Come out and support new head coach Allie Matters and the Volleyball Redbirds for just $65 and lock in your seats for all 12 home matches. To purchase and for all other ticket questions, contact the ISU Athletics Office at 309-438-8000. That's 309-438-8000. Welcome back to In the Nest as we take a look at the week ahead in Redbird Athletics. The Illinois State soccer team returns to Adelaide Street Field tomorrow night as the Birds open a two-match Valley homestand against Northern Iowa beginning at 6 o'clock. ISU will then entertain Indiana State for a Sunday matinee at Adelaide Street Field at 1 p.m. Allie Matters and the Redbird volleyball team have won five of their last seven matches and will take their 7-4 record into conference play this weekend. Birds will open Valley play on Friday night at Evansville before closing out the weekend on Saturday in Terre Haute with a 4 o'clock match at Indiana State. The Birds will return to Redbird Arena next Friday night, September 30th, when they play host to the Beacons of Valparaiso. And finally, the women's golf team will head to Columbia, Missouri to take part in Mizzou's Johnny Imes Classic the three-day tournament will kick off on Monday morning. Even though it's a bye week for the Redbird football program, the Brock Spack Show, presented by Bud Light, returns tomorrow night at 6 p.m. from Schooners in Bloomington. Make plans to join us at 810 East Grove Street or listen along the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network from Learfield. And finally, men's and women's basketball season tickets are now on sale for the upcoming 2022-23 campaigns. Upper bowl seats start at just $100 for the men and $65 for the women. Visit GoRedbirds.com tickets to secure your season tickets at Redbird Arena this winter. That'll do it for this week's episode for Illinois State Head Women's Golf Coach Brianne Hall and Senior Golfer Ali Schrock. This is John Fitzgerald. We'll talk to you next week right here on In the Nest. This has been In the Nest, the Illinois State Athletics podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network.